the juice is worth the squeeze. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to House Party Protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is the one and only Brad. What's happening, my guy? Oh, not much, Will. Just just ready to get you to have another great tournament performance. Another great tournament performance. See, you imply that I've had great tournament performances before with that statement, but I don't think that's the so, case. So I would argue you had the perfect NashCon performance. <laughs> you had a record to get you in top eight. But because of maths and long shanks, you didn't get there, so you didn't have to get up early on Sunday. That's fair. That's, that's fair. like making a that's like making an eighty nine point six is the best possible A. You didn't do anything more than you needed to. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. You know, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. So yeah, I feel pretty good about that then. So perfect tournament performance in the bag, and uh, let's see if we can let that happen again. I don't know if, if, so the reason why we're talking about tournament stuff is because Warfare Weekend is coming up. By the time you're hearing this, it's just a week away. And I am going, and I'm excited for that. It's one of my favorite tournaments. I've been going to it for a while. I think I missed, like, the COVID year, but I went for Guild Ball back in the day, and then I've been to to it for MCP. And this year, I'm going to be playing Judgment Eternal Champions there and MCP. And I know I've got a few friends that are going that are going to be dipping their toes into the infinity waters. So... Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's it's going to be a, a good time, and it's one of my favorite places to go, get to see some some good friends and whatnot. So, Brad, I appreciate you coming back and helping me no problem. fix up a list for the suits to nitpick over. <laughs> hey, you know, as long as this doesn't turn into a judgment podcast, I'm all good. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I really like judgment, but I don't, it's, I don't it's think a fun it's game. quite the market share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there'd be like you and Nate GG. Yeah, that'd be about it. That'd be about and we and we yeah. only play against each other whenever we see each other. You know, once a quarter. Yep. Nope. I've I've, I've played with our good friend Dakota uh, a handful of times. So yeah. I I have actually played that game at least. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's a fun game. So definitely check that out. They they could use some love over there. But anyways, we digress, Brad. So today we're gonna be doing a classic roster building episode and I'm really excited for it because one of the things that I've talked about within the discord for house party protocol is wanting to go back and play some stuff that was part of what got me in love with this game in the first place. And that's the web warriors. And for those of you that have been with us for a while, you'll know I took web warriors to NashCon for the very first NashCon. didn't do well, but I also learned a lot. And the Web Warriors are a really great squad with a lot of varied tactics. And we're going to talk about some of those tactics today and ways that you can go about looking at a list. And when you're in the list building process, trying to determine what characters fit what roles and stuff like that. So 
I'm really excited to dive into that. So, Will, you know, there, there's a couple different ways we see some folks out there play Web Warriors. Uh, kind of, what's your approach going to be? What's your, your kind of Web Warriors battle plan? So, originally, I was always like, oh, well, Web Warriors are very defensive. Let me lean into the defensive tech. I did that for a long time, Brad. I did that a lot. And one of the things that I learned is that leaning into the defensive tech isn't a consistent recipe for success. Yes, you're going to have those games where Amazing Spider-Man just doesn't take any damage because he blocks a couple, then he gets the re-rolls from Miles, and he gets to re-roll Skulls, and then he gets another re-roll, and it's just amazing, literally, and, and he's just, you know, blocking everything. And then you have those other games where Amazing Spider-Man, you re-roll... And you have nothing off your first roll. Then you re-roll and you maybe get one. Then you re-roll with your Web Warrior re-roll. And you don't get any and you're blocking one and your opponent just did six damage. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, now Amazing Spider-Man's on one health. And you just live that life. And so I say this story to say that I don't want to be afraid with the Web Warriors, which is how I've played them in the past at times. I don't think I'm there anymore, but one of the, the ways that I want to play is kind of that more classic Web Warriors finding my out and move and attack is an okay thing or just move, move is an okay strategy. So, so score fast before your opponent can attrition you. Yeah, pretty much. There we go. That 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 seems like the Web Warrior lifestyle. Get in and out. Yeah, and I, I do realize that I just had a very long-winded way to answer that question. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, first of all, it wouldn't be House Party Protocol without that. Second of all, it's one of those things where I, I've seen some discourse around of, like, you know, def defensive nature and, and kind of some some thoughts on the game and whatnot. And it's one of those things where when you remember that the attacker always has the advantage on a per die basis, right? So like if, if you roll one die and I roll one die and I and you're attacking me and I'm defending, you're going to have the advantage. And most defense pools aren't big enough to counteract the advantage that even a five dice attack is going to have. So keep that in mind when you're playing. And it's one of the things that I had to learn a lot of hard lessons over. Yeah, the house always has the advantage in this game, the house being the attacker. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I think the more, like, I don't want to say run away because I do like to engage, right? Like, I don't play the the uber, hardcore, you know, win-at-all-costs type of game plan, but I do, you know, if, I, if, if I'm going to win the game, and there's nothing my opponent can do to stop it, well, then I'll engage a little more. But if it's, like, close and maybe I need to, you know, run Black Cat into a corner, then I'm not afraid to do that. I just don't like doing that. It's not my favorite, preferred way to play. But I do like the mobility and leaning into the mobility aspect of Web Warriors. So that's where I want to live my truth for Warfare Weekend. And, and I think with the updated crisis from, from last December... Somebody running away to the corner does not have the impact that it used to have. Exactly. Right? Because they're taking one, maybe two points out of four. With them, they're not taking three out of three with exactly. them anymore. 
So, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, you got a one health black cat. Yeah. She just ought to book it to the corner in, so, so if it's round three or later. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's smart MCP. So, Brad, with that in mind, where do you think we should start with this list building? Because I kind of have a feeling that starting with characters isn't necessarily the best spot. No, I do think maybe we just, I think you've already alluded to it, but just touch real quick, right? Web Warriors have two leaders. They've got Amazing Spider-Man and they've got Miles Morales. Um, and it sounds like, you know, the way you've played before, are you kind of leaning towards Miles is going to be your default leader and have to be some really odd situation in which you switch to Peter? Yeah, that would be, it's Miles, 100%. Okay. So cool. I, I think that kind of then helps. And I think once we know it's Miles Webbs, I think we go into crisis and we go and find the crisis that fit your play style and, and, and support that. Yeah. Then we build out what we need to do that. Then we start thinking about what do we need to do to address kind of the meta at large and what we think you're going to see. I like it. I like it. So let's start with secure crisis. Cause I think that this is the easiest one to choose. Yes. And I think yep. that, there are some interesting discussions to be had here, though, that traditionally, and I say traditionally like this thing's been around for 40 years, but no, the typical Web Warrior secure setup is going to be de-secures. And the reason for that is because they are able to move between the secures with relative ease. That is why the de-secure is so popular with Web Warriors. But so I so I I agree, I agree with you. I tend to come at it a little bit differently. Is I eliminate the ones I absolutely do not want to be on first, and then I look at what's left rather than start with what I think I want. Okay, that's um, fair. Right. So so like we don't want ease. Yeah. Ease are bad down the middle. C's across the middle not great. Right, and I yeah. and I would put eyes in there with that. Um, I would also say we typically don't want a pay to flip because uh, yeah. web warriors need their power. So I think that goes ahead and that eliminates a lot of crisis just off those two criteria. Um, so that does leave us with uh, leave us with a handful here. So um, what where where do you want to start? Like what is so for me? It's D's, B's, mm -hmm. and F. Like those are kind of the ones I tend to look at for web yeah. warriors. One of the things that I think is overlooked with web warriors is how great of a crisis scoundrels is for them. I think it oh is tip top amazing in this. Yes. There are five points on the board and yep. you get cover whenever you're being attacked from someone that's not on the same point. No matter what, so as long if they are not contesting that point. Now, granted, uh, a character that ignores cover will ignore this rule. However, the in normal vanilla attack, you'll get cover if they're not on that same point. And a lot of teams in MCP's current meta meta is not the right word because we haven't really established a meta right now. I don't think, but in the current what I've seen, the, the the discourse, I don't know what you want to say. It seems like the idea of setting yourself up to where you're not having to move as often as you might need to to score 
is what people are leaning towards, right? With a few yeah. like tech pieces that have some mobility to them. Right, but I would say you want to, most people are trying to do outside of turn one, are trying to probably attack, make an attack on three out of four activations a minimum. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Or not activations, but actions, right? So if you've got two characters, maybe one of them makes one move, but you want to get three attacks off between those two characters. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's a really good way to, to look at it. And that's, that's just kind of what I've seen. So I think Scoundrels, it's 20 threat. So if your opponent has a big battle cruiser in there, that's a, that's a concern. But it also allows you to play super wide. Right, which is a good way to counter the battle cruiser because they have two, maybe three ways to damage you per turn. And if you have twice as many characters, they have to move to get to them all. They're not going to be able to do as much. Exactly. Exactly. So so I yep. think Superpower Scoundrels is one that it's it's in. Like, that is yep. choice That is one, one of my favorites for, 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 for any kind of wide team. It scores fast. It provides a little bit of extra defense. Um, and it's a stand-on, right? So it's not a pay-to-flip, it's Correct. a stand-on to score. So that kind of meets all of our all of our criteria. Exactly. And then another one that I think is kind of a staple for Web Warriors is the Riot Spark over Extremists. It's the yep. Extremist consoles. It's a core set OG, 17 threat, D-shape secure. You can stand there, and it's a fun thing about this one that a lot of people don't realize. Within range 2... You can pay to heal yourself or a friend. So the character that pays has to be within one. The character that gets healed has to be within two. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's, okay, I want to make sure everybody understands that. It's, you don't get to interact from within two. It's not It's not the toad. Uh, uh, right, secure. yeah. I did misspeak. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that, yeah. Brad. Yeah, yeah. It's it, When you interact, you can heal with somebody up to range two away, which is just wonderful. Yes, which definitely then helps into our, well, we're not banking on being defensive. We're banking on being harder to kill than the typical uh, wide team. Exactly, exactly. And Brad, what's another one that you think fits in with this theme that we're establishing here? So I personally, uh, you know, from this point, I tend to look at Infinity Formula tends to be my go-to three. Uh, third secure in in this one, um, and I like it because it gives two the reasons. One, it gives us extra power, which we always need, um, and I think we need the power more than our opponent does. So I have less of an issue giving power to my opponent when I'm playing Web Warriors um, because I, my my power is more valuable than their power in my mind. Yeah. Um, and two, it's another stand on, and it's a stand on where take. Gwen. I assume Gwen's going to be in our roster because she is just a staple um, web warrior, right? Yeah. Is she can either if the character opposite her on a B has already activated, she can go ahead and and try to impact webbing to push them off. And if she doesn't get that off, she's generated power from that because it's a gainer. She can pull them towards her and pull them off so they're no longer scoring. Um Right, so I feel like it's one that plays well to their control. It sure aspect. does. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I think there's a, probably another one on here that we haven't hit, which is kind of our other D stand on, which is Cosmic Invasion. Yeah, yeah. And 
Oh. That's kind of the one I lean towards in the two. So playing a fair bit of Infinity Formula, I agree with you. I like Infinity Formula a lot. Being able to gain that extra power, especially for characters like you mentioned Gwen as an example. Being able to have Lifesaver online all the time. Someone like Agent Venom able to get his place ready, able to get a Symbiote Special Forces online sooner potentially. Those things are really valuable. Spider-Woman, you know, being able to, if you have the opportunity, get an interrogate off. Yep. You know, having that power, Black Cat having power for her steel, stuff like that, I think is really valuable. But I take it a little bit of a different approach than you do, Brad, where I don't love giving my opponent power because one of the things that you can do with Web Warriors, yes, you're going to have to roll dice. It's a thing but you can starve your opponent of power generation if you play into it a little bit, right? So it's like, okay, I have Miles, and I'm going to move over here with Miles, and and maybe I do a, a web line, and then maybe I do a web line kick and hope for the throw, which don't ever bank on that throw. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, then you're going to give someone power, but at the same time, there's usually ways to deny the power generation to your opponent and if you have a crisis like infinity formula it at least keeps you on equal footing but i think that you're better with your lack of power as a web warrior player than your opponent being flush with power like they're going they're going to make you pay if they're flush with power gotcha does it make sense yeah oh it makes total sense yeah now with that though cosmic invasion is potentially giving two power to an opponent. And this is one of those crises that got updated where you are pushed short. There's no push away, no toward, no nothing like that. It's just literally pushed short. And that push short can be pretty devastating. So I like the idea of 16 threat also because you can play yeah. fairly wide at 16. If you're a Web Warriors player, you yeah. can go with... Um, Four three threats and a four, if I did that math yep. right. Yep. Nope. I th I think it's I think it's a good threat, and I think the other thing that you mentioned there, right, the push, that tends to impact your opponent much more than you because so many of our characters have a web swing or an I don't fly I glide right or something like that to get them back on that point if they get pushed off. Right, and, and if they get pushed into danger and your opponent, like, that's another thing here is, like, let's say you have a character that's standing on a cosmic invasion portal and they get pushed into danger, right? They're, say, within range four of a Cyclops, right? Well, if Cyclops only has one target, speed of sight isn't going to matter. Right. You know, so, like, looking at things like that, because I, and I expect to see Cyclops in this event. Oh, yes. You know, and so... Like, if your opponent decides to use their first activation to attack a character like Gwen with Cyclops, like, you don't want to lose Gwen, and it could be difficult and all that stuff, but at the same time, maybe that's not the best activation for them in that moment, but they choose it because they used this push here. And then also when you layer into the fact that, that you can gain the power, it's dice. It is, it is mm -hmm. a dicey power generation. Yeah, it's a one and four. Exactly. And so I I like it. I like that. All right. Well, let's, let's go with that then. Uh, 
it definitely plays into our mobility more so than a B does um, and punishes our opponent more for their lack of mobility. Exactly. And, and I think that that is the key is punishing for the lack of mobility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. just to go over the secure crisis, we've got yep. scoundrels, extremists, and cosmic invasion. That's a 20, a 17, and a 16. So Yep, and I, so I think that's a, a good variety of good spread, and I think we can bring good lists at all of those. Absolutely agree. So, Extract Crisis, and I'm going to be honest with you, Brad. This is where my brain melts a little bit <laughs> <laughs> because I don't feel good about very many Extract Crisis that are out there. So, so when I look at these, right, I think back to to what was our kind of tenets of what we're, we're, we're trying to do. And so I think score fast ranks up there, right? Yes. Score fast, take advantage of our mobility. Um, and so the other thing that, that, that we do, depending on what we build with our list, is we do have a lot of ways to take extracts away from our opponent. Whether yeah. that is a Venom Blast with Miles, whether it's a Steel with Black Cat. So, so we do have some, some ways to take take extracts off our opponent. So I tend to look at ones that give me maximum scoring per round ability. Yeah. Um, right? And or that, that are going to hurt my opponent more than they're going to hurt me. Yeah. Um, so spicy take. I like cubes. So... I love cubes for the record, like as a, just in a general sense, I love cubes. And we did just have a discussion about denying power and all of that stuff to my opponent. And while I don't think that you can, like, I think that with infinity formula and cubes, they work different ways. So there's a cost for the cube and it's the damage, right? Yep. I do feel like, in a general sense, the damage hurts web warriors more than it hurts the opponents most of the time. Right. And so, I do love cubes, but I also don't love having a two health miles with two cubes potentially in the middle of my opponents and I accidentally lost priority. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, a savvy player wouldn't let that situation happen. <laughs> But, you know, we're, yeah. it's, 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 you know, this is reality we're living in here and I know how things, yeah. things go. It's like, oh, I, I hope I don't get my throw and accidentally daze this character. Oh crap. I'm dazing him now, you know? Right. Yeah. No, like I, I understand, but at the same time, I also like the idea of cool. Uh, Miles was my last activation and my opponent has a character with two or three cubes and I have a bunch of power and I can Venom Blast and pick them up, which is just a huge four point swing. Two for me, two less for my opponent. Oh, absolutely. Um, which is the thing I like about the ones where I can hold multiples, right? Yes. Uh, so, so with Web Warrior's ability to do that, that's. But but yes, cube cubes is definitely a dicey uh, proposition. Yeah, cubes for uh, me is it's one of these crises where it's like right on the cusp, and it's one of those where I could see myself walking in on tournament day and being like, you know what, let's put in cubes. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I mean, like, I, think... I, I feel like I could end up doing that. Yeah. All right. Well, so so that sounds like that that that's on our maybe list. Uh, th- throw one out here. What are you thinking? What's so? What's one that you like with this situation? We talked before 
about scoring fast, right? Yep. And one of the things that I've talked about on this podcast before, it might have been a while, but I've talked about it before, is looking at the total number of points available to you in a given round, right? So if yep. we're looking at something like what our secures are, we have four points available at a minimum. And if we play scoundrels, it's five points available from just our secures. And look, if we win priority, I don't think there's a extract crisis out there where if we win priority, we're going to pick like extracts. There's nothing that scares me from an extract perspective. Right. So like even paranoia, which we'll talk about in a second, cause I think it's a valid discussion. I don't love paranoia as a web warrior player. However, I do think that paranoia, I don't want to talk about paranoia. <laughs> I want to yeah, belabor the point I'm trying to make here. Having yeah. a lot of points available. So when I when I see my secures as having four points available, I want to potentially match that or exceed that with my extracts. So yep. you mentioned cubes. I take the opposite approach of spider infected. And the yeah. reason why is because it's five points and the push typically will hurt my opponent more than it'll hurt me from a mobility standpoint. I've had those times where they're like, okay, cool. Gwen is sitting here with a spider infected and she gets pushed into Corvus's grinder. You know, it just be like that sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah, you can't, you can't, that's playing the game. Right. Like, but yeah, ultimately, if I'm able to push my opponent away with a spider infected and then they, you know, Let's say I don't get pushed. It's dice, right? It's it's a 50-50 yeah. chance of whether or not you get pushed. And yep. I like the chance of that. And I also like that you can't hold more than one because the opponent that if you think about we're playing wide and you look at what has kind of been taken in like WTC and stuff like that, like the tall game is a thing. And if there's... Yep five points available on the board from your extract, well, your opponent has to make some tough choices at that point. Yeah, they're, they're, they can maybe score a max of three points off of extracts if they're going a Malekith or a Thanos tall list. Right, right. And it's and if, you know, having a character like a black cat, even though I've definitely been on the record as not loving her current iterations, but being able to say, okay, cool, well, Black Cat's going to have an opportunity to swipe that token off of somebody. I mean, that's valuable. Yeah. Like, once again, it's, 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 it's that combination of you scoring points for you, but denying points for your opponent both get you to 16 faster. Mm-hmm. And if your opponent has a slow scoring secure, you can counteract that with a fast scoring extract. And yep. you don't have to worry about suffering the damage from spider infected. Like the same point stands for cubes, right? It's five points mm -hmm. and you can potentially go and have a big point swing, all that stuff. I love cubes. I love it, but I just don't like taking that damage. And, and that's right. the part that scares me about it the most. It, it, it becomes at a certain point when you're building these lists, right? It becomes an exercise in risk management. Yeah. 
right? And 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 that's exactly what you've been describing, right? Is yes, it can score me fast, but it can also score my opponent even faster, and right. or it can just wipe me out. So I right. I, I understand your perspective. Yeah. So so All I right. really like Spider Infected here. Okay. Let's talk about another one that has the potential to score fast, but not necessarily, and that's Legacy Virus. Yeah. So. This is one that it's currently like when I was kind of building this list, this is the one that kind of took the place of like a cubes. Gosh. And you're exactly right. The potential to score fast, but it's a lot harder, I think, nowadays to collect all of these things. So what it yes. ends up doing is scoring you a little slower. But you have that chance in round three to if you if you can if you can form the Voltron, you can just push ahead, right? Your opponent's gonna hit seventeen. You're like gonna hit fourteen, but if you get that, you're gonna leapfrog them. Right, exactly. It's it's that you know, ex assemble Exodia, form the Voltron, you know, yep. Autobots assemble. <laughs> yep, all all of those things, and, right? And, and so I think it's a good one, and I think once again our ability to remove extracts from our opponent helps us play into this a little right. bit more. Right, and when you look at characters, I think this is where we can can kind of maybe plant some seeds for some characters. Spider Woman, Miles, Black Cat, they all have abilities to take points off of people to take extracts off of characters so if you're playing someone and they're being semi-careless with where they place a character that has an objective because let's not forget legacy virus is a c shape everything's in the middle you got to come into the danger zone to get it extract yep. right so if you're in the middle and your opponent doesn't immediately turn and vamp out of there you have opportunities, you have tools as a Web Warriors player to remove those tokens from them. Yes. And the quest becomes, at that point, can you get all of the tokens onto the right character? Yep. Well, and even if you can't, right? If so long, you have a good chance of denying your opponent from from doing that. Exactly. Right? Like It's, it, it, it's unlikely you're going to do it, it's extremely unlikely that an opponent, somebody playing against Web Warriors, is going to be able to do that because Web Warriors are going to keep messing up your game plan. Right. And the the biggest problem with this crisis and the 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 biggest like mm, it's a it's a risk and it's like we said risk management is that it could end up just being three points per turn and your opponent says, well, I'm going to pick my secures, you pick. You, you as me as the web warrior player yeah. pick extracts and we're playing on gamma and legacy and uh -huh. that's probably not where i want to live my life no but i think i could make that work yeah so because there's definitely some ones that we don't want right exactly. so maybe we hit on a couple of the ones that just we hate all right uh, research station i think we hate you know what it's funny I don't think we hate it as much as you might think. Okay. Because it really is a control-focused crisis. So mm -hmm. I do think with Web Warriors having 
control elements, you know, Gwen with her pool, Venom with his pool, all of that. Like, I think that that there's ways that this is interesting. I, I agree. I don't love it. But if I see this in my opponent's list, I'm not afraid of it because right. if let's say I win priority and who knows if I'm going to win priority or not. If I win priority, I pick my secures and my opponent has research station and that comes down. Well, I know that there's an opportunity for me to get six points in a turn if I play it right, you know, and with my, like if I, let's say we get riots, six or maybe seven points in a turn is available yeah. and I can pull my opponent off a researcher. But if my opponent just focuses on the researcher round one, cool. Well, I'm still going to focus on these secures and we're going to see how the chips fall and I can maybe try to manipulate them going forward in the in the rounds to try to you know push my advantage. I don't want it in my list, but right. I don't I don't think I hate it. No, that's a good thing is I don't think the Webers hate any of the extracts. They just don't have ones that they absolutely love. Yeah. So Right, this is not brotherhood. <laughs> right. Um all right. So, so I think there's one they okay. hate. We got to talk about the one they hate. Okay. And that's Montessi. Just, yes. They, they just, don't like it. Just no. <laughs> like, you know, getting a mystic beam onto Web Warriors, it's like that's the bane of their existence. Just you don't want to do that. I mean, it, it could be worse. That could be Weapon X, but yes. That's uh, fair. That's fair. So, yeah, I, I don't think we like Montessi. It slows. It, scores slowly and it does more damage to us yeah um, i don't think for the same reasons we talked about of the negative side of cubes i don't think we like alien ship it's kind yep. of slow and it generates damage agree agree one that comes to mind for me is the hammers right everybody loves a hammer except yeah that's the most popular extract not look web warriors love hammers but you know what web warriors don't love is getting hit harder yep so yep. I don't see the point in bringing hammers. No, we already talked about the house advantage, right? That the attacker has. Why do we want to up that? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like we don't, if we get stuck on it, we get stuck on it. We play around it. We'll oh, and I think we played it to it as best we can, but yeah. like, I'm not bringing that for Malekith to, to have. No. And ultimately web warriors play hammers. Well, like there's, and even outside of the make you drop your stuff play, Web Warriors can can play hammers fairly well. I mean, it's a D-shape extract. It's pretty easy to to get two, maybe three of them if you have priority on turn one in relatively safe potential. You know, if you're if you have priority and you're playing on hammers, it's really easy as a Web Warrior player to get two of them. And then if your opponent doesn't immediately go for the one opposite of uh, Amazing Spider-Man, well, congratulations, you now have three hammers. You know, but it also could go really bad really quick. Yeah, no, I'm, I I am with you on that, right? Like, cool, more dice gives me more chances for my triggers, but I don't want more dice thrown at me. Exactly. Yep. All right. So so that kind of brings us down to because I think we've already uh, avoided the topic of paranoia. Um, that brings us to to senators and scrolls. Yeah. So. I do want to take a second to talk about paranoia because paranoia okay. is one of the fastest scoring crisis 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 I. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna go with that. 
It's one of the fastest scoring ones in like in a weird way. So there's four points available out there. And as long as you end within two of another character, uh, like a friendly character that is holding a disturbance, you're going to gain an additional victory point. So those four really becomes five if you have all of them. Or if you're, say, down, or if each person has two, like each person has yeah. two of the disturbances, well, then you are parity on points if you play it right. Yeah, so it's, it's five up to a six for the board. Yeah, and it's a really fun crisis, I'll say that. But oh, the yeah. downside of taking the damage, the first character to grab one is going to take a damage. Yeah. This is, they're going to. Yeah, no, like, I, I played this all the time, but I was playing Brotherhood with Hulk, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I don't really care if Juggernaut takes a damage right. at the start of the game, right? Because right? he's he's going to pick that up, and then he's going to boot scoot backwards. Yeah. Like, that's fine, right? So I never minded it because of, I was very much playing Keep Away. Yeah. Brotherhood. Yeah. So. And everything's right in the middle, so it's, like, forcing you to go to the middle, I don't, yeah. I don't love that. Like, it's just, it's one of those where I really like this crisis and I do think web warriors can play it pretty well. It's just one that I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah. I'm not bringing that. What's another one. I, I, I don't mind it, but I'm not bringing that for my opponent who might have yeah. a very good yeah. setup for it. And also suits. I want right. to go ahead and say, this is going to be a long episode. Just, just pencil that in. It's going to be a long time. But uh, we're talking a lot about Crisis because I think this is the hardest part of roster building is picking your Crisis. So, yeah. and especially the ones that, like, I'm not, I don't know what Web Warriors really need in terms of Crisis setup, so that's why we're taking so long. Cool. Senators. All right. I'll tell you why I don't want Senators. All right. There are six points available on the board. Most teams are not bringing six models that can interact with objectives. So as a web warrior player, you think you can probably go a little wider. You could potentially have six characters that can be holding an objective. They can only hold one at a time. That's fine. That doesn't matter. However, what does matter for web warriors, one move action per turn. No, thank you. Yeah. E even with your extra movement shenanigans, um, it just eliminates your biggest advantage. Exactly. Because it's, they're not, they might not have to move attack or move, move to attack the next time against you. They're always going to get at least one attack off, it feels like. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Brad, what does that leave us with? Well, that leaves us to our friendly neighborhood shapeshifters, the scrolls. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't love this one either. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so 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 real quick, so scrolls, uh, you know, you can uh, you 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 pick one up, uh, and you have to roll your your defense dice, physical defense. As long as you, as long as you get a crit or wild, you're fine. If you don't, you get pushed short. And it's usually into the danger zone. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. And just you know, these these are two midlines and two one away from from the midline on each side. So so you are basically, it is a midline grab all the time. Yeah, yeah. And having a character like Amazing Spider-Man 
mitigates some of this. Yes. Some of this. Yeah. Like, you can safely grab, with ASM, a midline one and your back point with, with most of, with any other of your other long-moving uh, small bases. And then even if they get pushed forward, they can still go ahead and move back yeah. to your side to safety. Yeah. So it's uh, it's one of those where having priority makes this crisis really great. Also, 20 threat. I do love 20 threat. It allows my opponent to bring their big toys. But I think being able to, again, go wide, you know, ASM and having, let's see, like ASM, Miles, Gwen, and Spider-Woman, that's 15. So then you've got a three and a two or another five to throw in there. And if I, I'd probably lean the three and the two way and go yeah. wide. So like, I, I, I just like this one for that reason of like, I think we have the tools to deal with it, even if there is some danger there. Yeah. And it, I have a pretty good idea probably where we're going to go with characters as we're kind of splitting with, uh, Thinking defenders is our flex. I think for for the people out there who who are looking at maybe something um, as a different flex or pure web warriors with some different splashes, um, I think I think that's kind of what decides whether you want scrolls or cubes, right? If yeah. I'm running web warriors and I'm bringing Logan and X twenty three, I really don't mind cubes. Oh yeah, right? and and so. the, then paranoia becomes an interesting proposition as well. Yeah, so so, so I think kind of th those out. Really on extracts, it's really what's our core, which ones benefit our core, which ones do our splashes help us mitigate potentially? Yeah, the, the exactly. down, the our weaknesses too. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, Brad, uh, let's take this time to uh, mention the House Party Protocol Patreon. You can check that out for as little as a dollar a month or twelve bucks a year. You can come and hang out. And get access to the best Discord on the planet. I love it. We've had some really great discussions in there lately. And it's really great when we can kind of really dive into a lot of minutiae. And we do that a lot. And it's always kind and thoughtful. And, you know, it's it's a it's a, it's a great community. I love it so much. And uh, yeah. I think you might love it too. And, you know, Brad, you can speak to how good yeah. of a community it is. Yeah, no, it's it's legit. Like of the discords I I go on, um, it it's the one I tend to go to first and make sure I leave on last. So when I open Discord back up on my phone, um, it's there, uh, right? It's it's there's a lot of different stuff going on. It's it, it's a good community. We've had a lot of people who are new to, new to tabletop and miniatures and have been getting lots and lots of good painting. Um, advice, or at least they've been getting lots of advice. I'm not going to qualify it as good because I'm not a good enough painter <laughs> to say what's good advice and bad advice. Um, right. So I think we've done things like the jerseys, which are fantastic. Oh, which yeah. I should have put on for the recording, but we can pretend I have it on. Um, right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, one thing, you know, I want more people to come in the community because I think it's fantastic. Um, so I think you and I talked a little bit before you're like in the 120s. For our yeah. patron numbers, which is which is pretty great, right? And that yeah. that kind of keeps the, you know, you always say it, it keeps the trolls out, right? I relate it back to my my college days of going to bars, and I never mind paying the cover because it kept the riffraff yeah. out. Yeah, that's that's really right? that's it's, the only reason why we charge a dollar. Yeah, it's the same thing. I'd love to see that number get up to like one fifty by the end of the year. I think we get a lot of people come in there. It, it helps you pay for more giveaways and and for us doing more things. So I've got a little. uh 
game aid I've been kind of tinkering with, but it's never really polished it enough to put it out there for anybody but myself. And it is a, uh, a range aid. Basically, it lets you look at, cool, what is the deployment, right? We're, we're on mm -hmm. a B. We're on, we're on that, that weird K shape, right? Can my character with this size base and this size movement get to that point? Can they get there with eyes on the prize, right? So it's a really quick reference for you just to look at or, oh, crap, uh, my opponent has Strange Supreme with eyes on the prize. Can he move, move, and take my D, right? Like, lets you quickly see those things so you kind of can prioritize. I really um, hate it when Strange move, moves, and takes the D, let me tell you. I know you do. Like, that's... <laughs> so, so, so here's what I'm going to do. Is if, if we get up to 150 patrons by the end of December... I'm going to actually go ahead and finish this this little thing off and make it presentable to the outside world and readable to people who don't have my strange, um, you know, way of looking at numbers, because that's what I do for a living. Yeah. Um, so, that, so that it is easy to read and easy to understand. Um, and we're going to put that out on the Patreon and in the Discord for all the suits um, out there. So just another little cool game aid. We've got some other great people we've seen do some design work and throw stuff up. Uh, within the, the Discord, so we get there. I'll probably get somebody who's got a little bit more art, maybe, to slap the logo on there, maybe throw some cool art um, on here, too. So we've got a really cool little HPP-exclusive uh, artifact here to help you uh, with, with your games, especially if you're not grinding out games and you just don't have all the stuff memorized, you know? Yeah. If you're not top-tier tournament player like Will, and you're more like Sick. Scrubby, you know, I make it to the game store once a month, Brad. Um, right, right. Th th yeah. This will help you. Well, hey, Brad, thank you so much for doing that. That's really wonderful. So, yeah, yeah man, let's 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 get that patron push going. You know, it's, it's only a dollar, and it really... It helps with the hosting and, like Brad said, the giveaways and stuff like that. I mean, that's where it all goes to. So we just did a giveaway for the core set recently, the Earth's Mightiest core set, and we'll be doing another one whenever we get another another announcement of stuff. Like, I would want to do the uh, Warrior Falls Wakanda box as a giveaway because it's going to be a $100 thing, but that's something that I think most people or a lot of people might not buy because of that price tag. So here we are. Anyways. Yeah, those are the perfect ones to do for giveaways, I think. Are, exactly. Are the luxury boxes like that. Exactly. So with that being said, let's now talk about characters. And Brad, we're sticking with Web Warriors, and we're going to start, obviously, with Miles. I think that's, that's a given. And we've already mentioned him a couple of times. Amazing Spider-Man, also a given. And then lastly, that is like a no questions asked, no brainer, Ghost Spider. So I, I, so I think I think those are definitely in there. Uh, one of the things we were talking about was playing wide, right, and our ability to do that. So we don't have have an infaction two threat. So let's talk about the other three threats. Um, yeah. That we do have, right? So that is Black Cat, Moon Knight, and Spectacular Spider-Man is our latest and greatest addition. Yeah. Yeah. So I love Moon Knight. As like a character, he's one of my favorite characters in Marvel Comics. I like him on the table a lot. However, I don't think Moon Main plays to what we're trying to do here. Okay. So I think we can leave him out. Okay. So that leaves us with Spectacular Spider-Man and Black Cat. So let's talk about Black Cat first. I am on record as not loving how they changed Master Cat Burglar to an action. I get it. 
Okay, I really get it. But it really makes that aspect of her card hard to utilize. I've mentioned it a lot when we were talking about extracts. And that's because I feel like you have to mention it. Do I expect to actually use it that often? No, I don't. But Troublemaker into the Battlecruiser meta is a very valuable tool. It's range three. It's only going to deal one damage, so it'll deny power from said big model, but it's going to stagger for two power. And I think that yep. that has a lot of value in in this current situation. Does that mean I think Black Cat is like a staple in this list? No, but if my opponent has a Thanos, a Malekith, a Hulk, a Cosmic Ghost Rider, whatever, then I think Black Cat sees the table and is is useful there. Well, and I think the other thing to think about with with Black Cat and kind of her her kind of kit between Troublemaker and Master Cat Burglar is they both synergize so well with what the rest of your web warriors are doing like when everything's clicking like cool Gwen just pushed somebody off a point with impact webbing and now black cat's gonna stagger them so it's like if they want to get back on that point they're not doing any attacks yeah to you that round right or Gwen webline pulled somebody within one of black cat now on black cat's turn she can use her cat burglar action and then she still has her move to get away she didn't have to move to get into one so so i think there's a lot of synergies that go on within web warriors in her kit that even with the changes it's still more accessible inside of web warriors than it is with her as a splash now yeah i think that's fair and uh and i like yeah so so i think black cat's definitely in and so that leaves yeah. us so we're at at miles gwen Amazing and Black Cat. So yep. let's talk about Spectacular Spider-Man now because he's he's the new Spider-Man. Yep. And I like him. Like, I know that there's been some discussion out there about whether he's he's particularly good or not. I really like him. I think his defense is being 3-3-3 three, three, three with the Spider-Sense of, a, you know, physical or energy re-rolling the two traditional Spider-Sense. The only problem is his power. But I don't think we need to worry about his power gain. I think his power will be fine. I think being able to web slinger, which is his place three, as long as yep. I'm able to do that consistently enough, I think it'll be fine. And based on this kit, I don't see myself not being able to get access to web slinger regularly. Yeah, I mean, so so he has two gainers, right? A range three, a range four. He has the same impact webbing as four threat Spider-Man and as one. So that's great. Like that, that's going to maybe push some people away. It's going to generate stuff. It's going to keep you at a safe range. Um, all right. So even if you start the turn and you can do two impact webbings against somebody, you now have three power and then you can do proportionate strength of a spider, which is a size three character throw from three away. Oh yeah. That's a huge amount of, of range for displacement to get people out of your face and make him even safer yeah. from the clapback. Yeah. I, I think I think Spectacular Spider-Man is really great. And in those those games where we're not going to be able to have amazing, I think he plays a really good good role. Yep. So uh, he's in for me. So, yep. So let, let's go ahead. I think we, we've mentioned her before, so I think she's definitely an inclusion, and that's Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. 
I'd say no questions. Like, I think she just, every time she's on the table, she performs for me. Yeah, she, she does so much. She's such a, she is a nuisance to your opponent, and that is the best thing about her. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I also have a tendency to play for interrogate a little aggressively, <laughs> so I need to not do that. However, the threat of an interrogate is wonderful because it's like, okay, cool. I'm already ahead on points, and I'm going to get an extra one. Love it. Yeah, I, I, I tend to, when I play, play her, is... Either she is my first activation of a round because I need to get some shock or some stuns out on people. Or she's my last activation so that way I can kind of just go around and um, punch it in through the goal line and go stand next to, to a character that one of my uh, my allies has already uh, dazed for me to go yeah. ahead and score that interrogate. Yeah. Um, Right. So that that's kind of how I tend to use her. She's got stealth. She's got martial artists like you need to you have basically three inch range. You can be if you're not a mystic attacker to be able to actually get some damage through on her. Yeah, exactly. I love her. I love her. So. Yep. So for those of you doing the math at home, that's five characters that we are just no questions asked. These are in. Yep. Out of ten. Uh, so, so we talked about flexing to defenders. Yes. I'm pretty sure that means you want to bring, you know, our boy, like altar boy, Matt Murdock, the daredevil. That's right. Yeah. Matt Murdock, the daredevil for sure. I mean, with the changes to his kit, he feels much better now, at least just the four physical defense and being able to yeah. count blanks. I mean, into Avengers and shield and these, these teams that really have a lot of physical attacks and stuff. I think daredevil really cuts the mustard here yeah i mean i i love him i love everything he he has now like he was so close before and he just needed just that tweak to make him feel like a four not like a, a three exactly um right and, and i think we'll talk about kind of the, the flex position to defenders the other thing i want to point out here is we're at six characters four of those characters have a long move i was right gonna now. bring that up yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's just just nuts if you haven't played um, against a team full of people with long movers just it is it's a sight to behold yes it is fantastically fun to play this way if you haven't played a team of just long movers like literally channel nate and just make oops all long movers and just throw everybody who's got like long me movement or medium movement big base and I, it is. I made that list before oh yeah i have too it's fun it is it's very fun. So, yeah. All right. So, so other four threats. We already have two Peters in here. As much as I want to push you for the hat trick, it's probably not smart. No. I mean, ultimately, core Peter, original core Peter. And look, I mean, three Peters is better than one Peter or two Peters. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now, now this isn't to say I'm not going to push you to play uh, Mr. Sinister so that you can have two Peters on the board at once. But Yeah. Well, I'm not doing that. But, <laughs> but no, I don't think original core Peter is is worth spending much discussion on right now just because we have Spider-Woman, we have Daredevil. Yep. I don't think we need – I think there's other four threats if we're going to a four threat route that are going to yep. be more valuable. Yep. So so let's talk about uh, the Symbiote Brothers, uh, Agent Venom and Venom. Yes. Those are our last two, two web warriors to talk about. And 
I this, know you like them both. I like them both for very different reasons. Yes. For very different reasons. Now, Agent Venom, I've gotten a lot of work out of. I I really enjoy what he brings to the table from a damage output perspective. I like that he can shoot at range four, his incendiary grenade. It's not something I do often per se, but being able to incinerate to make those web warriors pillow fisted attacks be a little less pillow fisted. I like that. And then the throw that he has is really great. And I, I just, I like the, the attacking at the range that he gets to play at. But I also despise his two energy defense. Same thing with original Venom, because I expect to see a ton of Guardians and a ton of the Cyclops. Cyclops-led X-Men, which it's... I don't think I can even put these guys on the board when those, especially Guardians, is out there. Yeah, no, like, like the only time you're putting these guys on the board, probably what I think we're going to see is Steve 3. All right, that's going to be a yeah. lot of physical attackers just trying to put out staggers. Yeah, and I mean, you have which, to worry which about... Agent Venom is really good into because he can clear that stagger for a, for a power. Exactly, exactly. And I really like that aspect of his kit is like, okay, cool, I spend my one power, I can remove whatever condition's hurting me the most right now and continue to move. However, I have... I have and as interestingly enough, both of my Venoms are painted. <gasps> <laughs> I know! Oh, I mean, it's black. I mean, you pretty much just primed it. No, guessing, I then... actually painted my Venoms to look pretty cool. My original Venom has like a blue sparkly thing, and my Agent Venom's got some purple, so thank you very much. All right. Good job, Master Painter Will. That's Without right. Without Golden yeah. Demon. Yeah. So, original Venom, I think, uh, like, the, the, the two of these characters is hard to choose. It really is. But I don't think we can take both, Brad. No, no, and I think do, do we need to look at our at our other defenders characters because we talked about flexing to defenders, but right now we've only got two defenders in our list: ASM and Daredevil. Yes, I do think we we can we, let's table table the symbiote bros because I expect to see certain matchups that I don't like to play them in. Do I think that Venom and Agent Venom can play? into a Guardian's list, sure. I, I think that you can do that and be successful. You just have to you just have to play at that high level and like really understand what you're doing with your characters at that point. But let's talk about defenders real quick. And yeah. There's a lot of options here for defenders. I don't want to go through all of them because we're not no. gonna take all of them. All right. This no. is techie and and all of that so stuff. So, so when we want to pivot to defenders is we get stuck on that Thanos Guardians. We get stuck on the Mal uh, Red Skull with grunts like that on a, on like a down the middle, right? Yeah. Gamma, something like that. That That's when we really want to bring these guys it, is when we're going to have to be in that hallway brawl that yeah. Daredevil excels in. Yeah, it's it's the the when the attrition has to ramp and and you're stuck, right? So like a gamma, I, I th and I think that Web Warriors even, even into a Mal led thing, Web Warriors can play on gamma, but I think it's more for like a researcher gamma stack. It's more for yeah. an intrusions and 
insert other slow scoring thing stack, right? Like I think it's <laughs> those kind of things is where it gets really difficult to match. And well, I will say, I mean, I'll never have a gamma researcher stack because it's, I won't have either of those crises in my right, list. But, right. but I'm just saying like there, it's when you look across the board and you feel like that there's a really negative matchup that you, that web warriors don't have the best answer for. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I'm going to go ahead and throw out the character that I bring with my web defenders, which is what I've actually had been playing before we even talked about this the last couple months. And that's Dr. Strange Sorcerer Supreme. I mean, Brad, you know, you know me, right? Uh, yeah. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I mean, the, I'm just tickling you with a feather right now. Yeah. I mean, look, it, Sorcerer Supreme, another model I have painted and painted well. You've seen him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I voted for that model for best painted last time. Yeah. So. Yeah. He looks awesome. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could bring Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> I just don't feel like that. I don't, I mean, I don't think that's because it, look at it this way. Here's how I look at it. Right. And, and with the character I'm going to suggest, you're going to be like, well, these two things, what you just said doesn't make any sense in the context now. <laughs> However, ASM plus Sorcerer Supreme plus Daredevil, that is, that's, I don't think that's enough beef, first of all. And second of all, I mean, you don't have Ironbound books. And that is really like, that just unlocks Sorcerer Supreme so much that it's amazing. It does, but I think he works so well in that hallway brawl, right? Because he, he has the option to stand back and shoot you, right? He's got a mystic with a pierce, right? He, he can just, just start taking out the that X-Force, that, you know, Weapon X, X-Men type of thing with their weak, with the people with the weaker mystics. Oh, yeah. You, you get in the hallway brawl, right? Yeah, it's six power, but you're in that brawl. He generates three a turn. Like, you can go ahead and pop that shining circle. And, and then he's not only doing damage, he's got a really good chance to be healing, you know, hey, your other characters. Look, man, I've played it a lot. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, it never goes how you want it to go. Okay. Well, I, yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I I do love it, and I do think that there's times where Shining Circle is wonderful, all that stuff. And I think, I, I will say, I think the logic of having a Mystic Attacker in this list is really valuable, actually. Yes. I always bring one Mystic Attacker, I try to, in every list, just for those. Yeah. Those situations. All right. I just I just so, don't think Supreme is is particularly with what we want to flex into right because again dr yeah. strange sorcerer supreme really great his three energy defense is great against those energy teams because he's got the mystic armor and all of that stuff but i still don't think he stands up to consistent pressure in yeah. those matchups all right so 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 who are you gonna suggest that we bring okay so I, I did just mention this whole thing about like you know threat value and all that stuff but two things i love this character and I also love him in Web Warriors, not just okay. Defenders. Okay? Okay. And that is the Immortal Hulk. All right. All right. Um, He's seven threat. I get it. I get it. Okay? But, but, let's imagine a world where we're on Gamma. 
I lose priority. Opponent chooses secures, we get gamma. We grab my extracts and we end up with spider infected. Okay. I can play my web warriors to the spider infected. I can say 17 threat and I can start off with a Miles Spider Woman Gwen 10 point core, drop in a Mortal Hulk to control that middle area, and I'm threatening their back gamma constantly with Spider Woman because of the long long move. Yep. I don't hate that. So I'd also don't hate the seven threat, right? Because we don't we've got ASM for a five, but we don't have a two, right? So he kind of lets us kind of fill in that that gap of you know, how do we get to a 17 sometimes, right? How do we yeah. get to a 19? Yeah. Um, right? It, I think he does a lot of things. I think every game, he's going to make your opponent have to think about, do I need to bring an answer to him? Exactly. So even if he never goes on the table, he increases the difficulty, right? It makes that risk management game harder for your opponent. Yeah. And I've played with him a fair bit at this point, and he's 80% painted. <laughs> I mean... I Actually, I'm I'm about the same. My he's he's been ready for for oil washes for months now. Yeah. Um. I just haven't bothered sealing anybody. The Sentinels are all painted and ready for washes. I have so many models right now that are yeah. ready for wash. So. But I think Immortal Hulk, in the if we do flex defenders, Immortal yep. Hulk plays well there, and that gives us a Daredevil, Immortal Hulk starting point of. What is that? 11 threat? So 11. Yep. At 16, you bring ASM. And I mean, you're, you're just as tall as the next guy. Right. And you can also easily say, okay, well, here's Miles and just play as Web Warriors and have some defensive reroll stuff. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't hate it. And I it's mean, one of those things where it, I think Immortal Hulk, like you said, the distraction Carnifax idea of yeah. immortal hulk and and i do think that if we're bringing immortal hulk there's some tactics cards that we would want to include here which kind of can get things a little tight but i yeah. i like i just yeah i like immortal hulk he's a fun model i know that there's some arguments about that he might be overtuned i think he's actually probably like a better tuned seven threat than malekith was yes and maybe is but that's yeah. a that's a different discussion so so all right so, so we did talk about the importance of having a mystic attacker, and defenders do are not short for their options for they mystic attackers. Um, you know, we've got. I'm just going to quickly glance at them and ancient one, Clea. Get uh, out of here, magic! I can't believe you said Clea's name. Uh, okay. I know, but you know, as long as you're not trying to make that play, Scarlet Witch. You're forgetting right? one. So, Electra. Ghost Rider. Oh, yes, Electra. Yes. I mean, honestly, Electra's in my list. Given your where we're at for time and your opinion of grunts, I wasn't even going to bring her up. Okay, to be fair, I originally had Electra in the first part of this build. <laughs> I think she's fantastic in like, her Daredevil. Like, real talk, I don't love grunts in a general sense. I do think, however, that Electra plays well what her grunts do makes sense for web warriors so i wouldn't be upset if we landed on a place where she's in this list however electra's in done stop it stop it. <laughs> however we still have to address 
the symbiotes, and I think we have to at least have one of them. Yeah. And we are currently we sitting at what six characters, seven characters. Uh, I'm eight characters oh, in my list right now. There you now. go, eight characters. So, so it it gets really difficult, I think, oh. because there's two other characters that I specifically want to address after you continue on with your mystic discussion. Okay. So, so once again, so Electra, ancient one. Um, we know Clea's not in there. Magic is 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 an interesting option. She gives us mystic, and she adds another three threat, which I don't think we hate as web warriors. Um. Right, so in Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So I think I think those are our big options, um, right? And I think maybe what we pick for for symbiote maybe influences that a little bit more. We know we're gonna have if we take one, we're gonna have another four threat. So, you know, I think we're, right now we've only got th four threes. Yeah. So I I like having five threes in my web warriors. I like to be a little five wide at fifteen. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I like. It's for me, I tend to gravitate towards three, three, four as a starting point at any, mm -hmm. in any time I play, but I, I don't hate the idea of trying to go, you know, five wide at with all threes at 15. Yeah. So, like, I like having the option. It's not necessary, but I just, I like it. If we had a two threat that was in Web Warriors, I'd be totally fine. Wouldn't need that other three. Right. Well, I do have a two threat to talk about. That's one of the other ones I okay. want to talk about. Okay. So let's let's get to the ones you want to talk about. So um, so who are you thinking about for your two threat? Wong, right? No. So <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love Wong, but no. Um, let's talk about the three threat angle first, right? Okay. Because I think yeah. there's two other defenders that are three threats that fit within our framework of if we want to splash defenders... And if we need a little help on the Web Warrior side of things. And I think the uh -huh. those two are Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Yes. Okay. They both bring with them a tactics card that is very similar to a tactics card that we potentially will have already in yep. Lethal Protector. Again, I'm not saying we're going to have that card yet. I don't know yet. We're not there yet. We're super long on time, but it is what it is. And so Iron Fist and Luke Cage both bring that. The problem with Heroes for Hire is that it's the character that wants the help that has to pay for it. Correct. And and that's a little bit eh, but I don't but I think we could do it. With the yeah, two of I, them, I think we can. I like Luke Cage better in this scenario because of the ranges that he's going to be operating in and if we flex defenders again, we're looking at a Daredevil and if we say Luke Cage, that's seven threat and then asm that takes us to 12 and then we can season to taste with our web warriors characters to meet whatever threat value we need if we need to go to defenders and i think that characters that we have already in our list like spectacular spider-man like spider-woman like black cat they can get some benefit out of the defenders leadership they can, and I think Luke Cage is a great one to play into kind of the five threes strategy, because he can go up and take that center app for something like that, right? That cent that center point, and yeah, he gets left there, but he's pretty durable. He, if he once he takes a couple attacks, he's got some power. Other people are at the center line now. He's too dangerous to ignore, and you can keep those attacks off of 
your other web warriors right. that you want that, that that you need to need to have running around to kind of play the reaction game. Right. And and it's you know it's all dice and it's a very you know known strategy at this point of take Luke to the middle and just hope he survives. But you know what? Yeah. If my opponent's dumping attacks into Luke, that's probably okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm I'm with you. I, I I think Luke is the choice here. I like Iron Fist, but I don't I don't I like the too dangerous to ignore aspect of Luke more than I like yeah. the potential for an Iron Fist. Yeah, I think if we were playing a hybrid Midnight Suns Web Warriors, Iron Fist is the choice because he's affiliated there as well. Um, and he does his mobility, his energy attack does help complement Web Warriors pretty yeah. well. So I'm I'm gonna put Luke in for now, and that puts yep. us at nine. Yes, at Ooh. nine. All right. So we still don't have a symbiote, but there's nope. two other characters that I feel like we should talk about. All right. All right. And that is, I think we have to talk about Dr. Voodoo. He's not yep. affiliated with either of these squads, but he plays the Web Warrior game really well. And we really lean in on the extract control with his current updates. And yes. we get a Mystic Attacker. And he has that displacement that is just wonderful. Yep. So I like Dr. Voodoo, but we would have to prune this list. Well, yeah, I mean, he would be our 10th slot, right? I think, I, I think, I think we have he's... to have a symbiote, though, right? I mean, do we have to have, do we have a symbiote? I don't have to. Do we, I mean, do we have to? Right? Like... How often do you think your opponent's going to be bringing demons? And he's immune to incinerate. And he's the only one we have immune to incinerate right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I think it's worth a discussion. I think it's... Right. Uh, yeah, like he wasn't on my list, but he's really good. He's, he's always there when I played Web slash Midnight Suns and would take that to game yeah, night. Yeah, all right. Um, you know, so I I hadn't thought of him, but I I like him probably a little bit more than I like either of the symbiotes given what we expect to see and that we don't have, you know, that we went with iHawk instead of strange Supreme. Yeah. So, so he's, he's a really good candidate for me lastly. And this is where I do think that this last character that I'm going to mention here, we've got to find room for, I think we have to find room for this character and that's toad. I think toad in web warriors is Bananagram's awesome. And I think he gives us the ability to create Voltron. Yep. With Finders Keepers. And mm-hmm. if he goes and grabs an objective and my opponent isn't particularly wide and they focus attention on him, that's a good thing. And even yep. if he's just able to grab and come sit on a home D secure, that's valuable. Yep. So... I, I think Toad, we have to put Toad in this list. Okay. So so we're at 11 without a symbiote. Yeah. Do you really need two Peter Parkers? Man, that's really what I keep coming back to. But then again, let's, let's, let's run it back here a little bit. Do we really need the flex to defenders? Don't get me wrong. I like the idea of it. I love Immortal Hulk. I think it's a fun model. 
but do we need Immortal Hulk? Like, I was very much not into Immortal Hulk. You kind of convinced me what he brings. He's I've played him with Web Warriors before in a local yeah. tournament we had here, and it was great. The one time yeah. that I should not have played him, I played him. In, like, it was a B against Guardians, and there was nothing in the middle of the board to make any difference, and I deployed him terribly. It was all... I made the wrong choice for Immortal Hulk there, and that seven threat would have been spent better elsewhere. However, yes. he did work in that entire tournament every time he was on the board. Mm-hmm. So, no, like, like he's, he's just good. Um, I just, it's, this is I, tough. It, it, it is, right? Like, so I think if we're gonna, I think if you're gonna roll Eyehulk, like, maybe just say screw it with the Mystic and just say, you know what? We'll, we'll deal with the... The Weapon X folks win, and if we deal, have to deal with them, yeah, um, there's they just so run many away good, from them. <laughs> good, good people, right? That 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 we that, there's so many good characters that work well with Webers that we just haven't talked about, right? Right, and um, and to be but, fair, I, I don't think having a Mystic attacker specifically for the Weapon X types or the Logans X23s, like yeah. having one character that can attack those characters, I don't think matters that much. Gotcha. No, and I, I don't disagree with you. Like, once again, I play a lot of Brotherhood. I just like having like Emma there to just completely shut them down. Sure. That's the most fun I can have to make other people cry. Yeah. So I like it, but but um, I do think we've got to put Toad in, and so okay. so two Peters, right? Like I think we need to come back to this point because that's yeah. that I think is the obvious question, right? Am I going to be playing Spectacular Spider-Man over Amazing Spider-Man in general? And and that's that's where I, I kind of don't know, because like I said, my core four is going to be probably Ghost, Spider, Miles and Spider-Woman or Daredevil, but mostly Ghost, Spider, Miles and Spider-Woman. So like mm -hmm. that's a 10 threat core right there. All right. Yep. And when you look at the threat values that we've assembled, 17, 20, 16, 19, like those are all the threat values we have. Yeah. Having that additional three threat is important, but we do have Daredevil and now Toad where we can lock in to get 16. So, so, so let me, let, let, let's look at this, the math from a different way. ASM is a five. Mm -hmm. How often would you assume put ASM on the board rather than Spectacular and Toad both being on the board? Which, which one of those, given the choice, do you like more? Because I, that's what we're really talking about. Yeah, here. yeah, you're right, actually. I mean, I probably would lean ASM over over the combination of Spectacular and Toad. Okay. The, the, then I think that's your decision then, and I think we can pull Spectacular out. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Damn it, Brad. I wanted to play with the new toys. I wanted to, too. I would have taken... I would have said the two of them over ASM, but... Yeah, I just really like what ASM's doing right now. I've played him a couple times, and and he's been he's been really good. Yeah, no, I don't blame you, but I'm just like to me that that's my decision point, right? Like I can't have all three of those on the board at the same time ever. So, yeah, yeah. that's that that to me is the decision point. All right, so ASM or so spectacular is out. Um, you know, come back when you're superior, and we'll we'll talk again, Spider Man. <laughs> so so let me let me just 
when I, I did something here on my pr- personal list within Cerebro that I've been yeah. manipulating as we've been talking, I did a thing. Yep. And let me tell you what I did. Yep. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rattle off the 10 characters that I currently am showing on my, my list here. There's two notable exclusions. All right. Yeah. I've got ASM, Ghost Spider, yep. Spectacular, Miles, Spider-Woman, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Immortal Hulk, Black Cat, and Toad. Okay. That's 10 models. Yeah, so, so no voodoo. No voodoo. That's where we differ. And no venom the of any yep, variety. Yep. Yeah, none of the Vs. We're leaving the Vs at home. No, no Vs here. No. <laughs> now, if you want a V, you get to bring Viper. Right, yeah, no, thanks. I'm good. She's won me a game. I've said it before. She's won me a game, but no, I'm good. <laughs> um, But, like, is is that okay? Like, is this is this okay? Like, I don't, it's... I feel I don't, I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate like, it. Honestly, like, I don't hate it. Like, you know, because at this point now we're talking about kind of our ninth, tenth character, right? And, and we could sit here and run through the entire roster, and, and I could talk about how awesome Ms. Marvel is in here. I could talk about how awesome Fury Senior is going to be in here. I could talk about how Ant Man does things for you that synergize so well. Oh, I love so, Ant Man. Like, yeah. So, like, at this point, you know. Like we're, we're, we're to that point. Right. So I think it's really just a matter of what do you want to bring with you? What do you want to be able to have? What, what, what's going to generate some funds? Yeah. Right. And I think a spectacular, I think at 20, I kind of like miles spectacular ghost spider, black cat, spider woman, and daredevil six wide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See for 20, for me, where my head goes is Miles, Ghost Spider, Spider Woman, ASM. That gives me fifteen, and then Black Cat and Toad. Yeah. So, and the fun thing I like about both of our suggestions there is it's the same amount of characters, just how we get there is a little different. Yep, and and mine's all affiliated, so it makes all webbed off that much more. Oh yeah, stupid for sure. So. So, All right, but I, I like this list. I think I think we're good with the ten. Try take this out. Try it out. Yeah. See how it feels. If you got to make an adjustment, you got to make an adjustment. Yeah, and and I think that there's an argument for leaving the symbiotes at home. I, I said earlier that I like Agent Venom with his damage output potential. I think he he is your true affiliated DPS piece because of not being able to modify dice and his ranges that he can operate at, his throw, all of that stuff. It's really great. Venom is a F around and find out piece, you know, in yep. the every sense of the word of, okay, cool. I'm going to lethal protector. I'm going to eat you back, all that fun stuff. But I don't think we need what either of them brings to play into the hyper mobile game that we're trying to more or less play with. No, and I think if we expected to see way more Avengers, he he would see more table time. But I honestly think, you know, if you play four games, right, on a, on a given day, I think given what we expect to see, maybe you get to bring him once at best twice. Yeah, and I think that that could be the same thing for Immortal Hulk, but I think Immortal Hulk, mm-hmm. it Immortal Hulk does other things. The decision making, exactly. So. Yeah. 
yeah, it, it, it makes your opponent's life harder. Let's rattle off these tactics cards real quick because I think yep. ultimately this will be pretty fast. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, web warrior cards. Uh, yeah, so all webbed up, spider tracker, definitely in. I think yep. there's a case for Aunt May's wheat cakes, which is healing, yeah, I, which is nice. Yep, I think we can put it in, but I think it, it depending on what else we decide to take for character-specific cards particularly, um, it might slide out. Exactly. I did have Lethal Protector in here, but we're going to run that one right out of town. Yeah, we don't need that stuff. Um, I also think there's a case, this isn't a Web Warriors affiliated card, but I think there's a case for the Cat and the Spider. Oh, you have double Peters. I think you have to bring that card. Right, and so for those of you that might not remember, the Cat and the Spider, if Peter Parker is within range 2 of an allied black cat, both characters may spend one power each to play this card. So it only costs them one each. Throw the allied black cat medium. She doesn't suffer damage from the collision. After the throw is resolved, black cat may immediately interact with any number of objective tokens without spending power. And note, none of them have to be the active character. It is just your active turn. So neither of them, it doesn't matter who's the active character on your squad. You can just, hey, hey, black cat, go medium, interact with the subjective, and then, oh, I'm going to activate black cat now, double move away. The, the absolute best thing is, is oh, you've burned Brace. I'm going to throw Black Cat at you and do that last damage. You're going to drop what you're holding, and she's going to pick it up for free. Exactly. And now she's also scoring that secure. Exactly. And then if it's her turn and she has power, she's going to steal your stuff. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't work so, like, out. There, there's yeah. so many different ways you, you can use that card, and I think the fact that we've got twice as the opportunity to play it because we've now got that three-threat Peter Parker in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you're bringing Brace. You're goddamn you right I am. to talk about it. <laughs> um, all right, I think I think the other no-brainer is mission objective. Given what we're trying to do with scoring, we want the opportunity either to hold on to, to extracts or, and or make Voltron. Yes, I actually agree with you. I think mission objective is one that, that is very critical for our, our setup here. And I think mission objective potentially takes the place of Aunt May's wheat cakes because yeah. spending a power to heal one seems fair, but we've already got extremists. I, you know, I don't see myself taking Aunt May's wheat cakes because here's, here's how your hand, hand's going to look, right? It's going to be, you're going to have five cards. It's going to be all webbed up spider tracker brace one, two, three, and probably yep. mission objective four. Yeah. So, so then it all becomes what tech card for one tech character that we're taking. Yeah. So, so let's go ahead. So uh, we talked about Heroes for Hire. Yeah, I think that's got to be in the 10. So I think we do that. Uh, what's your other restricted? Are you an advanced R&D? Are you a patch-up? So I have patch-up currently. Okay. I don't hate the idea of sacrifice. I think advanced R&D is, like, if we have a Mortal Hulk, it makes sense. But other than that, I don't really, like, I think advanced R&D, I disagree that you have to have a plan on turn one for advanced R&D to be successful. I disagree with that. But I don't so do I. think that advanced R&D is as valuable for Web Warriors as it once was because of the restriction of having the active character be the one to use it. What made it so yeah. important for Web Warriors previously and when I played it before was that someone just got beat up pretty hard and they can pass the power around to all their friends without it being their activation. 
and we don't have a character other than maybe IHawk who's just going to generate tons of power and sit on it and not have a way to spend it. Exactly. I think that's another good use case for, for advanced R&D. And I think Patchup plays into the Immortal Hulk where, okay, cool, you he's got his immortality token and we're going to patch him up and now he doesn't have his immortality token. Yeah. Or it's just cool Hulk sitting on a bunch of power and uh, you thought you got Ghost Spider? She's at one, he's going to spend four and heal her all the way back yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think yeah. patch-up's the play, honestly. Yep. That, that's what I run here. Um, all right, so iHulk. Do we want to bring one of his cards? He's got a couple of cards. Yeah, so I think one below all is the more valuable of the two. I really do. I agree. And being able to... The special conditions part is wonderful, but also being able to place within two for cheaper than his Gamma Leap is, is that's gas money. Or being able to do them both so that he can get on the get get to where he needs to be. Oh yeah, if he's got the power, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I will say I enjoy Gamma Drain, especially into the battle cruisers, because it's really fun to say, oh cool, Malekith, every time you spend a turn of skull into a critical, I'm gonna get some power for that. Yeah, and, and I think the thing that I I thought it did when I when I very first read this card is, I thought it had a negative impact to 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 the opponent, but it doesn't. No, and so it only has a benefit to you. So it, it's not as good, right? If they had to take a damage every time they did that, or it cost them one more, like right, maybe, but it doesn't. I think um, the if we're not planning on playing Immortal Hulk super often. Like, the last time I played him, it was like, I'm playing Immortal Hulk. He's in every every time, no matter what, I'm playing yeah. him. If I, if I was doing that, Gamma Drain's in. But yep. because we, we just talked about, we've got four tactics cards that we're probably taking every time. I don't think we take Gamma Drain. I think we, we take one below all, so I'm taking Gamma Drain out. Yep. Uh, l- l- let me throw out a couple other ones here. So, new, new unaffiliated card from the new core set, Joint Effort. Uh, they they have updated this in the forums to say that it does apply to all of the attacks in that action. So you get those extra dice on beams and area attacks. Okay, I don't think I have any beams or area attacks. Uh, Daredevil does. Oh, that's I think right. He's the only one, right? So I love this card. This is why I was pushing for um, Strange. Yeah. He's got an area. Daredevil's got that area attack. You're in the middle. You get two dice for each allied character within two of you, you're all clumped up. Man, all of a sudden you're doing 11 dice. Uh, you know. Yeah. And I will say, I Area like this attack card. and healing everybody. It's stupid. I don't think that this card plays into our strategy. No. Um, kick them while they're down. Yep. And I know this card very well. So this is one that you might not be super familiar with out there. It's an act- active, unaffiliated card. Any character may spend two power to play this card. Choose an enemy character. When targeting the chosen character with an attack this round, allied characters may reroll one die for each special condition the chosen character has. Other than slow, I don't see us putting a ton of conditions out. Yeah, Spider-Woman does, but we don't have as many. But I think it's always an interesting thing to to play against that. I need to bring down the opponent's Iholic or Malekith or Thanos. Absolutely. uh, On on an all webbed up turn. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting, so but yep. not necessarily for what we've established. Nope. Nope. I just like to, to throw that one out there. Um, 
What what else? We're at nine cards right now. Yeah. What other one are you thinking? So I'm looking at double agent for Spider Woman because yep. if we're not bringing Luke Cage, if we're not bringing Immortal Hulk, having double agent I think is a it's cute. It, I don't necessarily think it's like the best, but I think it's cute. Where at the start of the activation phase, an allied Spider Woman may spend two power to play this card, choose an enemy character. The next time the chosen character gains an activated token, you can remove an activated token from Spider-Woman. What this does is it makes your opponent have to choose, especially if you, like, let's say I'm a Web Warrior player and I somehow lose priority. Well, it never happens. It never happens. But let's say I lost priority. I can say, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to play double agent. And now you have to decide if you're going to go after Spider-Woman to keep this card from popping off, or if you're going to let her potentially be my first activation. Or, and let's say I do have priority, I can say, um, I, and I said it wrong before, like, let's say I lose priority, like, I've lost priority playing Web Warriors. Let's just go ahead and establish that. Yes, like, that. that is that you're expect to always go second. Correct. So, playing this card as a, ooh, come get Spider-Woman if you can, you know, kind of thing I think is pretty fun. But also... One of the other things it does is, all right, I want you to activate this character over here. And if you do, Spider-Woman then will get to activate a second time. And it's yeah. like forcing your opponent into an activation for two power is valuable. Yeah, or you put on the character that you want them to go ahead and activate with first that they want to run last, right? And it's like, well, if you want to run them last, cool, I'm going to get to run Spider-Woman a second time. Yeah. Or you can go ahead and activate your Hulk first. And then you just negate this card, but I forced you to activate the character you usually want to go with last first. Exactly. Exactly. So I think there's yeah. a lot of value there. And as a 10th card, I think it makes a lot of sense because we're, we're yeah. likely to have some combination of all webbed up spider tracker mission objective brace and patch up almost every time. And it's like, okay, well maybe if I'm don't expect the need patch up, well then I can bring, Double agent, heroes for hire, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so one card that I think a lot of people overlook that I think is interesting in this particular list with what we're trying to do is no matter the cost. Oh, definitely. I think no matter the cost is... I, I don't think it's overlooked at all. I actually think that card should be restricted. But that's just me, I, a conversation for another time. Yeah. Why yeah. I mean, I, for you? I t So... It's about getting scored out before your opponent. And so if I've got a Miles or a Spider-Woman and they don't have the power to do their spender, but they've got the life, and I can go ahead and remove an extract off of you the last turn of a round, and maybe even have the power to pick it back up, and that's the difference between you hitting 16 and you not hitting 16, or me, or us going to another round so that you can maybe finish the attrition game on me and me ending it, Cool. Like, I'll let Miles be on one life if I can end the game. Yeah. No, I don't I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Another reason why I think it's particularly spicy is because we have the Immortal Hulk. And being yes. able to spend three life to then Gamma Burst for two power is a potent, potent opening strategy yeah. if you've never done it. I mean, I, I would take no matter the cost over Aunt May's weak case. Yeah, personally. I think I think that's that's a you know what I I like that 
just because it brings a couple of different opportunities for us to, we're not locked in on what we're bringing, you know, yeah. which I like that. Yeah, I like it. So, so that brings us to 10. That brings us to 10. That brings our list to completion. We are at completion, Brad. Finally. Finally. You know what? And it didn't take too long. However. No. All right. So I'm calling this list the Webs of Defenders, but I'm also tempted to call it the Immortal Web Warriors. I mean, I, I called it Will's Warriors. So, but I usually, when we do lists, I usually start with your name. So that's fair. So the characters we have we have Amazing Spider Man, Ghost Spider, Spectacular Spider Man, Spider Man Miles Morales, Spider Woman, Daredevil, Luke Cage, The Immortal Hulk, Black Cat, and Toad. Our tactics cards are all webbed up. Spider Tracker, The Cat and the Spider, Heroes for Hire, Brace for Impact, Patch Up, Double Agent, One Below All, Mission Objective, and No Matter the Cost. For Secure Crisis, we have Riot Spark over Extremist 3.0 at 17 threat, Superpowered Scoundrels at 20 threat, and Cosmic Invasion at 16 threat. For Extract Crisis, we have Spider Infected at 17, Deadly Legacy Virus at 19, and Scrolls Infiltrate World Leadership at 20. So Suits, I encourage you guys to go out there, try this list, and tell me what you think. Tell me if there's any anything that falls flat for you. Tell me if there's something that didn't work for you, and, uh, and just let me know because I'm excited to see how you guys think it plays, not only see how I'm going to play it at, at uh, Warfare Weekend. I don't expect to make too many changes between now and then. It's only a week away. So, yeah, Brad, uh, thanks for coming on and, and hanging out and talking about all this stuff with me. It's always fun, Will. I appreciate getting to come on here and um, make everybody listen to my, uh, my bullshit. <laughs> Your spicy takes. That's really what it is. There, there, there we go. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's the spicy takes. Well, Suits, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Leave us a review if you have an option. I know Spotify has like this new like question thing at the end of podcasts. Do that. I think it's really cool. It's been fun to to see the the responses on there that a few we've gotten. Leave a review on your podcast platform of choice if possible. It helps other people looking for Marvel Crisis Protocol content find their way here. And I got to say, I'm really excited for the future of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm excited for this event coming up. Don't worry, we will still have an episode next week that will be live as I'm traveling up to Warfare Weekend. So expect that. We've got a lot of great content coming out soon. And um, hopefully we'll get some merch going here again soon. Got some uh, new artwork that's being commissioned currently. It's not quite there yet, but we're getting there. And, uh, yeah, make sure to check out Battle Kiwi and use the code PARTYKIWI for 10% off your first order with them. If you have someone in your gaming group that hasn't used that code yet, show them the Battle Box. Be like, hey, we can order this. And they have stuff for all kinds of game systems. So definitely go and check that out. And, um, yeah, Brad, what do you got for the suits out there? Go join join the patron. Make me do work. Make me finish my my movement shenanigans cheat sheet. Yeah, definitely. I think that'd be really cool. And um, we can post a mock up if someone's interested of that of like kind of what it kind of looks like as uh, Brad's working on it there in the Discord, uh, of course, because you know we gotta gotta drive the traffic, all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, suits. Let us know 
how we can improve. We have a feedback channel on the Discord. Send us messages at Facebook and at House Party Protocol pod at gmail.com for all the feedback. I love hearing how we can improve over here. So, uh, yeah, with that, party on, Brad. Party on, Will. And power down suits. Suits.